Hey, Pandora, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for the love. No problem. Thanks so much for being with us today. Man, I have so many questions for you. This is so exciting. Um, you've been killing it in the game for a really long time. So um, I'm. thank you so much for coming with us and joining us for this interview. I guess we'll start from like the top. Um, so where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So where I'm from, I'm from Santa Ana, Orange County, Southern California, Westside. <laughs> uh, born and raised, I was born in Orange, the city of Orange, and raised in Santa Ana. Oh. Um, those are my roots. Oh, very cool. Um, can you tell me about like, do you, your cultural background, does that have any influence on how you dance? I was just curious if Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy you asked that, actually. Uh, so uh, I'm of Native American descent. Um, and a lot of people are not familiar with that. And it means um, I'm indigenous to uh, this country, USA. I'm enrolled in the Chickasaw tribe. Uh, however, I'm from two, uh, my descent is from two tribes, Chickasaw and Choctaw. And it does, it has a major influence on me and uh, more so in, as I got older, when I was younger, you know, uh, wasn't, I didn't grow up around my tribe or um, on a res or anything like that. I grew up in Santa Ana, which was mostly, uh, my dad is uh, Mexican, so I was mostly grown up around that type of culture and, and food and everything. And I reconnected uh, as I got older. I mean, my mom took me to powwows when I was younger, um, locally in Southern Cali, uh, but somewhere between in my youth, I got disconnected from that and reconnected uh, in my later years. And when I did, uh, it not only took an influence on my dance, but also in my thought, um, just the whole culture in general. Uh, and also, um, I actually, in the last, uh, recently began to learn more about the dances themselves. Um, uh, fancy dancing, for instance, um, and also uh, like other powwow dance styles that um, a lot of us share, natives share. So there's, you know, fancy dancing, jingle dancing. Um, and yeah, uh, it's a forever journey, I feel, you know, that uh, there's so much history behind that kind of thing. Uh, I just feel like it's something it's just now a part of my life so just like dance you know you just kind of never stop learning or, or or incorporating finding new ways to incorporate that into your life so yeah it's a it's a ongoing process and it's beautiful so I appreciate you for asking thank you yeah wow I didn't I didn't know that um that's very interesting is it um so in your journey and discovering more native dances like fancy dancing has it been hard to find like resources or is there a big community where you are is it pretty small actually there is a big community here it's it's not my tribe it's the Paiute tribe uh, in Vegas um, when I was in LA I wasn't uh, connected to any tribes I was more connected to individual artists so there's uh, my friend Thosh slash Collins um, well actually he was the only one that I was connected to at the time 
uh, from that in within the hip hop community. Um, and he also did photographs and danced and he kind of connected me to other people. Uh, and I had found him because someone else referred me to him because I said I wanted to do, uh, I was starting to come into my own artistically and, and how I wanted to present that to the world and where I was at that point in time. And I wanted to do an identity photo shoot that kind of illustrated something inspirational, drawing in all my influences. And I, I wanted to incorporate more of my native influences into that shoot. And someone directed me to the fashion, it was the best thing ever. And he helped me bring that to life. Um, and then from there, um, it started to get easier. You know, once you get connected to one person, then you find another. And then, um, you know, when I came to Vegas, I got connected through, um, Tafan here, uh, who does a lot of activist work and who's also an art teacher at UNLV. Um, and of course my mom, you know, and uh, getting reconnected with my family in Oklahoma. That's where they all live in, uh, in Choctaw territory. And uh, I also have some family members in Chickasaw territory out there. Uh, and so I have family members that uh, do my, specifically uh, a cousin of mine that does, uh, that teaches actually uh, the history of Choctaw out there, um, takes people on these nature um, journeys <laughs> to kind of talk about that. And um, also all my, my family out there is more immersed in it than me. So whenever I go out there to visit them, it's like a history lesson <laughs> basically. Um, and I also recently got handed down uh, my great aunt's uh, regalia, uh, which is, uh, for those who don't know what that is, it's like our, um, uh, first of all, it's not a costume. It's part of our heritage, you know, it's what we wear when we dance. Uh, every tribe has their own um, look and dresses and styles and things like that. Um, and so uh, it was uh, an honor for me to receive something like that passed down to me and my family. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, it's gotten easier actually, the older I've gotten and the more comfortable I've become asking questions and about that kind of thing um, and not being afraid of, uh, just because, uh, not being afraid of, of embracing where I'm from, but at the same time embracing uh, uh, also where I've grown up, you know, and, and, and kind of embracing it all at the same time and going forward with all of that. I uh, was something I wasn't when I was younger, like a lot younger, uh, when I was a child, basically, <laughs> I wasn't so comfortable with. So uh, with age and wisdom and uh, support, uh, friends and family and people who were more connected than I was, they, they kind of pulled me more into, into embracing everything more with them, without being shy about it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely become easier, but it was hard at first, for sure, because, you know, of, uh, I, would, I didn't grow up in the vicinity of my tribe. Right, wow, that's awesome. When did you get into dance? Whew. You know, like, I love that question because I feel like the word dance, you know, it's something the world can relate to. Um, I mean, essentially everything dances at some point, even inanimate objects, right, you know? <laughs> but uh, like for me, to dance in general, like movement, what the first thing I think, well, I think since I was a baby, what my family members tell me now is like, I wouldn't stop moving around. Like my grandfather from Oklahoma was like, yeah, when you're a baby, you wouldn't stop. You're always moving around. We didn't want to take you to restaurants because you kept moving around. Um, so I think just by nature, I, I just, I'm a person that just can't stop moving. And, um, and when I was around five, my, uh, my grandparents that raised me in Southern Cali, 
um, they had put me in ballet and a tap dance class. I believe I was five or six. I was really little. Mm-hmm. And then I barely remember it, but I remember not liking it. <laughs> I remember not liking, I love the dance, but I didn't like being around like the other kids. And, um, and I'd cried and they took me out, but I still really loved it. And I really loved uh, ballet specifically. Um, and like the, the Nutcracker, you know, like that was a, my, probably my first inspiration watching like this ballerina in a pretty, you know, outfit on stage and the lights and just the whole performance. And um, I tried to be that, you know, I'd wear my little costume, even though I wasn't taking ballet anymore and like dance around the house in it. I have pictures of me out in front of the lawn, you know, um, trying to do little little twirls and things in my costume. And um, then, you know, I started to copy music videos, like a lot of other people, you know, that age. Um, dance around the house when nobody was home um, and then do little shows when they got back. <laughs> so, you know, it was just something that I always loved. Um, uh, and then and then I think just loving music in general, you know, just uh, growing up around music a lot. Um, for me, growing up in Santa Ana, there's a lot of lowriders, a lot of lowrider culture, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of oldies being played, a lot of Zapp and Roger and like mm-hmm. old school funk and things like that. So when I was 10, you know, I was started to collect music like that, I listened to Double Dutch Bus and, you know, uh, had my first uh, cassette, yeah, cassette, I said it, cassette tape uh, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, all those songs on it. And, you know, so just by listening to that and hip hop, like the hip hop that was on the radio at the time. Um, you know, I think these were, at the time I didn't know it, but probably my foundations, you know, to, to getting in more into dance. So first came probably, you know, ballet and the things I would see on TV the music videos, pop culture, you know, me and Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, um, you know, just the, the magic that came with with them, you know, I think, I don't know if there's a kid that didn't try to do any MJ moves, you know, or dance like Janet or Paula Abdul. And then, uh, and then when I got to high school, well, even through junior high, you know, seeing uh, other kids older than me, just being good dancers. And uh, at that time, house music became really popular around 92, you know, at school. Um, and uh, seeing a lot of people do that and trying to, to copy it. And then high school rolled around and then uh, I started, I saw this one dancer named Elsewhere and um, David, Elsewhere. David Elsewhere. And he was, I believe a, when I was a sophomore, I think I wanna say he was a junior. He, I don't know, he was just older at the time and uh, completely different circle of friends. And one time, uh, well, at this particular high school, every Friday they have a DJ and they play some music and some people will go out and dance in the center of, you know, the, the quad area during lunchtime sometimes. And uh, he was out there one day and I seen him and I was like, whoa, like, what is he doing? You know, he's like collapsing and it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And um, my best friend at the time, his older brother hung out with them and he's like, oh yeah, you know, they go out a lot. They go to, um, you know, raves and underground parties. And I was like, wow, like, I wanna, I wanna go where they're going. So, you know, that uh, is what got me interested in going out to raves and the underground LA scene. Uh, so I started driving at a young age, probably around 15, working at a young age, as soon as I could, you know, I wanted to grow up as soon as I could. Right. Um, as soon as I got my car, I was out going to LA, you know, Santa is about, I wanna say, uh, it's not 
uh, like in LA, but it's like, right, you know, it's about a, an hour, I want to say drive. So I would drive pretty far um, out there um, to go to these parties and follow them around. And then, you know, I just started seeing uh, for a good while, about a year, about a year, I just was just in love with the music at first. Uh, they were basically these festivals that played raves, you know, at the time they just played different styles of music. So there'd be house in one room, drum and bass in the other, and hip hop sometimes, and all these different styles of music. And I got drawn to drum and bass specifically. I think maybe because it reminded me a lot of hip hop, like electronic version, I guess, with reggae influences and all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. um, break beats, all kinds of stuff. And then I just started seeing just getting drawn to good dancers, seeing people out there uh, in circles, you know, dancing and um, and that's what got me started actually, maybe just seeing a lot of that around. And I don't remember the exact, I remember I was at this place called, um, the orange show. It's like a huge warehouse and, um, there was a rave. I don't remember which one it was, but I just decided randomly to jump in a circle one day. They were, everyone in there was at the time, uh, they were tutting, but they, I didn't know what it was called. They were just making shapes with their hands and, um, I was like, man, I just started seeing one person after the other doing it. And then I was just looking at it and I was like, oh, that looks fun. You know, I, like everybody's just jumping in and doing it. I want to do that. So I jumped in and I just started trying it. And I'm sure it was like super terrible. <laughs> but um, when I was done, everybody started clapping. And this one dude's like, oh, I didn't know you, you're popper. And I don't know what he's talking about, Popper. I just like nodded my head and said, yeah. And then he's like, oh, he's like, do you know who Mr. Wiggles is? I was like, oh, no, I don't know who that is. He's like, you should go look him up. So I did. And then I, there was a, a shop called Workman's at the time. It was a hip hop shop that sold um, uh, writing videos and gear, threads, um, all kinds of different things, uh, hip hop related. And they had VHS tapes. And so I bought Mr. Wiggles uh, three. But I took that home. Um, I bit the whole thing. <laughs> um, you know, I admit that because that's what got me started. You know, I hadn't seen anything like that before. Uh, I didn't even know that it had its own world or its own culture or anything. Um, at this point in my life, I just known these, known just good dancers or seen good dancing. So uh, I learned off that video. I went back to uh, a rave. I was trying to mountain circles and one guy called me out on it. And he's like, oh, Mr. Wiggles three pointed at me. And uh, that guy became actually my first mentor um, and his name was Confusion. Um, so I know this story is really long now, but you asked me how I got started dancing. So that's the very start. And that guy Confusion is actually um, funny enough for like, a year previous to this, I'd been seeing him in circles and like, to me, he was like the best um, at like tutting and, you know, uh, well, tutting, confusion, you know, he's doing a lot of complicated movements and things. And uh, and so it's just funny that when I, when he called me out on biting that video, uh, I found out he only lived like 10 minutes away from me in Orange County, actually. So. Um, so yeah, so that's how my road began with, with that. So, um, going into that, who are your main influences of, or what did the dance scene look like? Or who are your influences for developing your style now? 
Okay, so ooh, I have so many. Uh, so just to make a long story short, so that's how my story began. There's so much more that happened after that. Uh, I would say that uh, the first two people, the first three people I've mentioned so far elsewhere was probably the first um, from a street point of view, street dancer to influence me, not directly, but like from watching and then came Confusion and then Mr. Wiggles. Um, and then of course, like various other dancers I had been seeing around um, at raves at that time, because I was going out a lot. Um, to not just raise the hip hop, underground hip hop. Um, uh, I was into, you know, a lot of LA, popular LA underground hip hop groups and people and MCs and things like that. So along with that, I was, I was going everywhere, even to the, the, the DMC battles. <laughs> so, um, so after that, uh, Confusion took me under his wing and I started to learn from him. So my style uh, when it began was basically looked a lot like his because um, he's teaching me um, and Jigsaw uh, old Kane around that same time who was also uh, Jigsaw um, Jigsaw from Southern California uh, and uh, he's he was also someone I'd been seeing a lot around in the raves and uh, he approached me and offered to, to teach so uh, I was learning from both of them around the same time and uh, confusion uh had a group called funk technicians or actually we actually all started that together and it was me uh him pop and todd um and a couple other guys uh Soundwave, um and i forget the name of the other it's been so long this is like i want to say either 99 or 2000 and um where are we we're now we're in 2021 Whew. so um, so that started, and those two are were a really big influence on my tutting, um, because they specifically worked with me on that. That was my entry style um, into all the other dance styles. Uh, it's my first love, I guess, of the street dances. Um, so I, uh, confusion uh, had a lot of clean lines, and then Jigsaw came, and he had a lot of really intricate patterns, um, a lot of finger tuts. Um, a lot of personality, you know, he liked to battle a lot too whenever he saw people around. So a lot of attitude. So I had, a, I, had I felt I had a good, I had two really good teachers, you know, at that time. Uh, and Jigsaw specifically learned from Mr. Ree. Um, so, um, and which I also became a fan of. I never learned directly under him, but he's also an indirect influence of mine, watching him videos of him, VHSs at the time, um, and seeing him live and things like that with his strobing and all kinds of his other stuff, ground moves and things. Mm -hmm. So uh, another direct influences, uh, whew, I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, first, before I start, uh, around this time, uh, when I was going out to raves and things, there's a guy named Ted um, who went by Bruticus, or um, actually he began going by X. This guy, um, basically, uh, I ran into him at a rave and uh, he's a lot older, he's, he's OG. OG dude, uh, local, and he gave me his card and he's like, oh, hey, I have a, a online popping email club. If you want to join it, we talk about history and facts and things like that. And just, you know, talk about the dance if you want to be a part of it. And I said, oh, yeah, for sure. So th as, at this time, I didn't really know anybody. And I want to say this is right before I met Confusion. Um, so I hadn't yet known anyone yet. So I was like, oh, yeah. And so he gave me his card. I joined it. This is when, at the time when AOL was the thing. 
And so it was an AOL email club. So I joined it, put my name in there. So whenever someone would post or make an email, it would go to everyone. Um, but you couldn't see who it came from, you know, unless they signed at the end. Later, I found out that like, there's a lot of people in this club. Um, Mr. Wiggles was in it, Mr. Ree was in it. Um, <laughs> Confusion was in it. Like a lot of people I would let, later end up meeting, you know, uh, so, which makes sense, you know, because if I met X this way, you know, I'm sure he approached all of these same people in the same way. Um, so this email club kind of got me started with just knowing about the culture because he would throw out these tests. Like he's a collector of VHS footage. So he would make these passworded videos, attach them to emails, send them to people, but you couldn't get access to the video unless you had a password. To get the password, you had to answer like a, uh, something like a test question he would send out like oh what was um boogaloo shrimp's real name you know and if you knew it then he would give you the password so some of them were just these fun things you know about um people from the culture and some of them were just like oh well well what is uh how would you describe the dance style like i don't know waving you know like he'd throw out these random things so anyways um I began before I actually getting better at with the dancing I started knowing these random things about the culture and dance beforehand because of this email club and how people thought and um, conversations and things like that. So um, I have him really to thank for that for connecting me to the community um, uh, in that way. Um, and this was before the Wiggles board started. Uh, he had a forum that he put up where everyone would go up and post on there. So anyways, um, so after those, uh, I want to say um, Bob and Andre is a big influence of mine. Um, I'm a fan of Boffin and just the whole style in general, you know, and, and just the performance, like, I don't want to say the performance because it sounds like being something you're not, you know. Um, showmanship is better. I like, I really dug the showmanship of his whole style. And uh, if you ever met him, you'd know what I'm talking about, like just how he is as a person. <laughs> so uh, we became friends, you know, and he, he, uh, he, he helped me out a lot, um, just as far as like, um, not only just showing, but also like intellectually, like explaining things. Um, and motion sickness crew also they're a big influence of mine I would drive out to Oceanside every Monday. Um, to go practice with them and that was about an hour drive. <laughs> so I would go after work, you know and head straight there and then drive back. Um, and practice with them outside of the beach their French twist was there, legend junior boogaloo. Um, uh, I want to say schizo. Um, uh, Popzilla. You know, if you if you know motion sickness and you know everyone that's in that group, and so I would go out there with them, and they helped me out a lot too. Uh, so motion sickness, who else? I have a list because I don't want to forget nobody. Um, I'm gonna skip around too because it's just a lot of history, you know. So influences, Pomona City, Poppers. Uh, I want to throw up Boardman, No Bone, No Bone Tyrone. Thank you. You, uh, I mean, he has given me also so much. Um, you got check these people out, please. They have their own tutorials and things like that. Uh, no Bone Tyrone, um, also Slick Dog, Slick Dog. Um, oh man, a lot. Uh, who else? Man, Daryl Stokes, Robot Prince. These Robot Prince and Daryl Stokes, and uh, I want to say these guys specifically. Um, 
like like Mr. Reed and learn directly from these are my local influences. So people I would see and get inspired from around, you know, the people that spend a lot of time with me, um, I want to say specifically motion sickness, Bop and Andre, um, Confusion, Jigsaw, um, Angel, he does punking. Uh, so he helped me out so much. Uh, Playboy Eddie, Jekyll, of course, uh, two um, LA locals that OGs that definitely and played a big part in my style. Um, Tabo, I mean, come on, you cannot live in LA and not have had Tabo as an influence. Um, if you if you haven't yet, you've got to. Um, Maury, Steen, um, man. And of course, I gotta say, um, Wave-O-Matic, you know, rest in peace, good friend of mine, um, OG also that uh, played a huge part, uh, not just in my dance, but more so just, just a lot of these people, I mean, when people talk about influences, we think just dance, but these people, these particular people played way more a part of just, not just my dance, just also how you are as a person when you dance. And that just goes into so much more than just the movement, you know? So, um, and each person's different, how they think and their approach. So I don't want to put them all in the same box in, of, of that because uh, they're all different. Uh, so it's just better for me to say that they just played a part, a huge part of my life, um, and how I am as a person in my, my movement and my approach and my whole artistry. Um, so, uh, yeah, these people, the LA boppers also earthquake sensei bop. Um, so now I want to say people that have been influenced that weren't direct teachers, but are huge inspirations of mine, like Anna Sanchez, um, Tony Basil, um, animation I don't know if I said him already um, pop and Pete of course the electric boogaloos uh, and I say them because uh, they didn't live you know I didn't wasn't around them in LA a lot like these other people um, you know so they're more of distant influences of mine and whenever they had a class I would go take it of course um, and who else uh, female OGs locals like Medusa you know um, who I met once or twice uh, who I've seen when I first saw video footage of her on Mr. Wiggleford, I was like, wow, you know, she's she's doing snaking and like all cra crazy stuff. Um, AK, you know, and stories of Tangerine, another old school LA legend. Um, funny, I've never seen her dance, but so many people described her to a T that I could visualize her. And um, they say that she's like a female Bob Andre. you know? So if you can imagine that, and they said she had a sexy style, you know, a, a rural, um, the way of bringing out her femininity and her dance and attitude mainly. And um, that was a big drive for me when I began because I didn't have a lot of females to, um, to look at. And, you know, gender ain't a thing to me, you know, in, in the dance, but as far as like helping me discover other parts of myself, um, I felt like that was just something that was missing a little bit um, that I didn't get to see a lot um, at that time. Um, so it, I really appreciated those stories that people passed on to me, um, because it allowed me to create a visual in my head and then to me to create what that means for me. Um, and that leads me to the last person I'm going to say, and that's Pringles, you know, Pringles, uh, was the first, uh, well, two people, my friend, Andrea Prangmantis was the first, um, uh, woman that I had seen at raves, you know, getting down, then I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh, Pringles, who was the first woman I'd seen um, in the big, bigger battles. I saw her in 2002 for the first time. 
uh, and she was in the finals against Clown, who is a, a, a well-known, uh, you know, legend out there in New York. So, um, so, and that was great. It was crazy because she, she had so much personality. Her main thing, she's had hard hits, but she also has really, really dope strobing and ticking capabilities and her personality. And that inspired me to kind of just come to life a little bit more in my own personality because as a person, since a child, I was shy, you know? So dance really brought me out of that. And the more people who I saw just shining and being themselves, the more it helped me break out of my shell. So I really have her to thank for that um, from, a, from a woman point of view, not just for a woman, just like, she's just dope, you know? I, I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed that. Um, and then later we became crew. Um, I had joined Animated Beat Mechanics, ABM, um, mainly because I wanted to be in it because she was in it. But uh, also, you know, to connect with other poppers, J-Rock and uh, Pop and Todd joined with me at the time. Popula was in there, Function, Dementia. Um, so if you ever hear anybody and they say, oh yeah, Pandora, I think she's from Chicago or I think she's from Indiana or Ohio. It's because a, a lot of the cats from this crew were from the Midwest. So I was taking a lot of trips out there to, to hang out. So I, I've spent not only a lot of time on the West Coast, but also in the Midwest. So um, that's why people might say that, but I know I'm, I'm from the West, I'm in Santa Ana, learned my dance in LA, uh, I rep the West, but yeah, um, they were also a big influence on me, of course. Um, and then uh, from the East Coast point of view, whenever I go out there, I wanna shout out Disco Dave and Jazzy J from, um, and the Honeycomb Hideout. You know what that is, you know what it is. But uh, those two huge influences on my style too. Um, and last but not least, um, I want to shout someone that I have not had the opportunity to speak of before that I wanted to talk more of now, and his name is Grandmaster Priest, um, who I met when I was out there in a battle, a two-on-two -two battle with Future, and uh, we had made it to the finals, and he had given me, so I met him there, and then he said, you know what, um, if you're open, I, I would like to send you some things I feel would really help you with your dance, you know? So I said, oh yeah, cool. You know, I'm a student, you know, I want to learn from everyone. And for one thing that I have learned is I learned to have a lot of respect for my elders and for the OGs and the people that came before me. Um, the way I, I viewed dance growing up, like it was, I viewed it like a martial art, you know, you go and you learn from these masters and you don't really talk about it. You don't openly share it unless they say it's okay. They tell you, you, you kind of keep it for you. And then, uh, and we would go and we hunt down, <laughs> literally go hang out with all these people in their hood at their homes and hang out in the garages and practice. And sometimes not just hear them talk and just collect gems from conversation. And um, if you were there, you, you were cool. If you weren't, oh, well, <laughs> go better luck next time. Anyways, so I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like send me, send me the info, you know? So he, he mailed me uh, like a letter with like, a list of like movies to watch and just books to read and like just a really, this really well laid out kind of intro to how he kind of does things. And he passed that on to me. And I wanted to say, it really helped me out a lot in my dance. Thank you for that. Um, if you're watching, cause I don't know how to get in contact with him, but um, yeah, Grandmaster Priest, that was, uh, that was super, a beautiful thing that I, I'm grateful for. So yeah, man, like um, so many little stories I have of all these people who have done great things um, on different levels for me that I wouldn't be here without these people. Um, 
uh, another one last, I know I keep saying one last thing, but this is really, this is really the last thing. Um, Bugs Bunny from Fishbone. Um, you may or may not know who that is, but uh, I used to hear stories that he was this amazing tutter, um, old school before he got in the band, uh, Fishbone. Uh, so, uh, so I would hear stories, you know, same thing like Tangerine. Uh, so I had pictures in my mind of what this guy might dance like. And people used to tell me, yeah, he used to do these upside down tuts on the wall and like, I don't know, all kinds of crazy patterns. So one time uh, we found out uh, that he was having a con or he was going to be somewhere after his concert. And so me and Tetris, my homie Tetris, um, who you may or may not know is another amazing person, um, younger than me, uh, but he started hanging out with us at the time, uh, who I don't want to talk him down. Actually, he's He's influenced a lot of people, by the way, on uh, out in LA and beyond uh, in the style of tutting, especially 3D tuts. Um, so I want to shut that out real quick. Uh, anyways, me, Tetris went to this and we met up with him and we told him, yeah, you know, we're big fans of you. We heard that you're this crazy tutter and, you know, we're wondering if you could bust a little something for us. And he did. And it was crazy. I mean, I can't even can describe it. I mean, he didn't do upside down tutting or anything like that, but he, it was clean. I mean, I don't even remember what he did, but you know, when you see someone do something, you're like, man, like, and you haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that, that's a kind of a, another um, influence of mine that, you know, I have these imagined stories of what they might dance like him and Tangerine. Um, so let's see who else I want to say my homie pop and Chuck, man, that's everybody, man. Like, Detours, you know, have you ever seen that elsewhere in his crew? Um, my influences are not just like the, the hard hitting LA style, you know, but also what I grew up uh, noticing and what was constantly told to me is like, what's valued is like your, your, what you bring to the table, you know, like how, what your, your contribution is who you are. So don't be afraid to be who you are in your dance. And so when you think about it and you see all these OGs from, well, I'm gonna speak of from the people that I've seen in LA, they're all so different. All the people I named, Flat Top, um, Bop and Andre, um, uh, shoot, like Steen, uh, to Jekyll, to Tabo, to, to Mori, to Wavomatic, to, um, man, so many people out there. Like everyone looks different. I mean, like, and everyone at, they keep doing it for so long and then it just only refines itself to dance. So I always felt like this was such a huge influence on me, not just in uh, from getting better technically, but just from a longevity point of view and also from uh, a unique point of view, you know, embracing what makes you unique, what makes you special. Um, so I, I mean, when I grew up, I guess in this dance, there wasn't a whole lot of um, like there weren't competitions every weekend, you know, there weren't even a lot of classes around. Like I felt like everything was, we had to go find the information. We didn't have the internet, you know, the way it is like today. So I felt like I had to really research for what I wanted to know. And what I didn't know, I imagined it for myself, what that might look like. And I tried to create that, you know, it, it taught me to really visualize and to really, to really see what that is for me. And uh, so I have the, all these people to thank for that. And that's, that's my, my big old long novel. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for all those gems, man. That's so interesting. So 
um, not to go backwards, but when did you get into popping? Um, you were saying you were going to raves first. So around 90, in the 90s, you got into popping? You've been in the popping scene then? And yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. It's a very interesting, very important question because a lot of people, they attach, um, well, not they, but a lot of information that's out there comes around the times when I was going to Homeland a lot, which was around 2003-ish, I want to say. And I have a really rich local history before that. So uh, I was pretty, I was well known in my community first in LA uh, and their surrounding areas um, from LA to Long Beach to Orange County uh, and mostly LA because that's where everybody who I learned under was from. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so when I was going to these raves at first, I wasn't in the scene, like the event scene, you know what I mean? Um, I was more so just going to these these parties out and just like meeting people. And uh, when I met Confusion, actually, he was the one who's uh, invited me to freestyle session, which became my first event that I ever went to. And there wasn't a popping battle there. It was only the b-boy room, like um, like a lot of events at that time. And uh, but in the room, there was uh, Skeeter Rabbit. <laughs> there was um, Keely. Um, uh, lock and key, you know, you may or may not know who that is, super dope locker. Um, and Slick Dog, that's where I met Slick Dog for the first time. Elsewhere was there. Um, I had already knew him, you know, from high school, but, you know, that's when our world started to merge. Uh, who else? A lot of different people I met there. Um, and then my, my first battle I entered was B-Boy Summit, uh, which was 2002, I want to say. Um, and that, uh, I want to say it was that time when I entered that battle, I didn't even make it past prelims, but I was so nervous, but I wanted to do it because I felt at that moment would be a good time to kind of introduce myself because there weren't a lot of females in the scene, you know, like, especially for popping. So um, I kind of wanted to introduce myself because I knew like I wasn't as good as like all these other people. So maybe they might not pay attention to me if I was in a circle or I just wanted to kind of just have a moment like where everyone was looking at me and the person over the mic would be like, and Pandora and everyone would know, <laughs> you know, just, just get that out of the way. Hey, everybody, you know, and do my thing and get out. And that's basically what I did, you know, and then after that, a lot of people came up and they're like, oh, wow, you know, like giving me advice and all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, so yeah, that was, uh, I want to say freestyle session 2001 was my first event mm -hmm. and, uh, probably a year so that was my first kind of I guess being around the scene like event scene right but before that um locally being in the dance scene like with the pot with the dancers and poppers I would mm -hmm. say probably 2000 is when that started um because before that I was you know basically just locally going around and doing my thing in circles um at parties and such you know mm -hmm. being a little hip hopper and a underground uh person so <laughs> so that's how that all began right so in the early 2000s you didn't see a lot of other female poppers no uh the ones that i did see you just knew who they were already everybody knew right. who each other was uh mm -hmm. so the, the ones there was a group of these girls i would see go around but i was shy at the time i didn't introduce myself i don't know who they were there was like a b girl and then these other two uh, poppers and I, I didn't see them again after a while and then um, and that's the thing, you know, these LA parties, some of them are really small, but some of them were huge and they'd bring in people from the Bay area. 
Um, and I would see a lot of dope dancers from the Bay Area. You know, they were, uh, it was just known that, uh, you know, uh, the Bay Area had some fierce dancers. <laughs> so um, uh, not that LA doesn't, but there's just, there's just a, some distinct differences. So uh, that also make them really dope. So uh, there's some random people I'd seen, you know, that I would find out later on were from there. Um, but the ones that stuck, stood out to me that I met and then eventually became my friends, my friend Andrea, that's the first one I'd seen, Crane Mantis, um, and then Pringles, you know, who later became my crewmate. After ABM, then came Venus Fly. You know, we started our own thing, uh, our own female group, uh, all styles. So um, that's where she came in. And um, also AK. AK is another old school local um, OG who um, I would always see her with Pop and Chuck um the the duo there um ripping it up around town so she was also an inspiration for me because she meant like her name's ak so i mean make the connection and hard 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 hitting i want to say a good representation of like uh of an la type of approach you know what i mean so yeah her um i would see her and then like i said medusa but medusa you don't know who that is i mean she's she's an MC. I mean, she's into, she's a, she's got her own like musical journey going on. So like at this time, I believe, um, I wouldn't ever really see her around. I would just hear stories about her also. And so she, I'm sure at that time she's probably touring and you know doing performances and things like that. Um, so, uh, I, in fact, I, I met her randomly at a stoplight in LA <laughs> one night. <laughs> She probably doesn't remember, but uh, yeah, that uh, that happened, and um, uh, so her and yeah. Other than that, locally, there wasn't really anybody else. Um, Anna, you know, Anna. I later met her, you know, so I didn't meet her in the beginning. So for her, she was just as badass that I've seen in the movie Breaking that inspired me with that one scene when she comes out and she's just like she's just going ham in the camera, you know, the, the secret weapon that they pull out. Yeah, it sounds like there was only a handful of you, the female poppers, then. Um, did you oh, have- um, oh, oh, real quick, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Okay. Um, so that in the beginning, it was them, but then as time goes on, I wanna say towards the mid 2000s, um, after, uh, cause you know, then, you know, Venus fly happened. I joined with them. Um, I had met, uh, a girl <laughs> or a young woman at the time and her name is Marie Poppins. Uh, so she, I had met her at B-Boy Summit. Me and Pringles were at B-Boy Summit and we actually entered the battles there. We entered, um, twice actually, uh, the first year we went, we made it to the finals against Bionic Man and Farside. Um, and then uh, the next year we came, we entered again. And I believe it was this year that I met um, Marie there. And she had just come to the US and we exchanged information. She, she gave me information. She said, oh yeah, you know, let's connect. So um, I started working at this place in, uh, in Hollywood with Zulu Gremlin. Zulu Gremlin called me to go work with him um, out there for International Dance Academy, a dance studio on Hollywood Boulevard. And um, uh, so I was out there doing some work. He said, hey, do you know anybody uh, that could help out with the marketing aspect of things? And I was like, oh yeah, actually, I have a friend of mine I just met like a few months ago that told me, you know, she's trying to, to stay in the country and get, you know, uh, do the steps necessary for that. And one of them is getting a job here. 
Um, she told me to let her know if I knew anything. And she, what do you know? There we go. She went to school for that. So he's like, oh, give her a call. So I called her and boom, she came and we're both working there together with, with Grimm's. And we became good friends, you know, um, uh, we became, became very good friends. And soon after that, uh, because as I mentioned before, uh, it's, a, it's a small scene, we all know each other, all the, all the women there. Um, it was natural that around that time that we all ended up congregating together. Um, and uh, we congregated together and we wanted to do something together. So it was me, her, Jackie, uh, Miss Funk, um, who else? Uh, Miss Funk, my, my friend Praying Nantes that I mentioned, Kunse, um, Joe Dance from Germany, uh, who else? Um, uh, there's a lot of us, Hero from uh, We Are Heroes. Uh, uh, all these women were all in, the in town at the same time. Joe Dance didn't live in LA, she was, uh, she, I'll tell you how that came about, but uh, uh, all of us together, we decided, oh, we want to, um, we want to enter freestyle session, you know, let's, let's make a female popping group. So we made one and we're throwing out names and I, I threw out, you know, I threw out foreign exchange, the name foreign exchange. Cause I was like, oh yeah, it's cool. Cause I feel like we're all from different cultures. Uh, and we rep from, you know, these, we rep differently from these different areas. So it's like a, it's a cultural exchange of sorts, you know? So how about we call it foreign exchange? So we went with that. Um, oh, Andrea, I'm sorry, Andrea, who she's amazing uh, uh, director and uh, film, does films and commercials now. So um, yeah, she's in there. Um, I'm sorry if I forget anybody, this was so long ago. So we enter freestyle session and we win, you know, all of us, we win. Uh, we do, we go on to do some performances on after that. Um, and, you know, it was a group of us. I want to say it's a huge group of us. I uh, mean, we, we performed at World of Dance, at Carnival. Um, but, you know, just there's so many of us, it's, it's hard to keep that big of a group together. And at that time, you know, or as you know, if you know Miss Funk, you know, she's got her own versus, thing, versus style, you know, and they're like, we've all got our own things. So I, eventually everyone kind of went their separate ways, but we're all friends still. And uh, that was a special time for us because uh, is in that generation, it was, it was a first, I think, locally for all these females to come together that pop to to rep on a level like that, you know, and we're, and we're everyone was super dope. So it, it made a big impact, I feel. Um, so I want to shout that out real quick because that was a special time in my life to be around all these amazing women, you know, with different backgrounds and have that also be a part of my history. So never <laughs> forget you for an exchange. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, as a female, did you find any challenges through the popping scene? Like, did you ever feel like things were harder because you were uh, in a minority of people, other people that were popping? Um, like uh, challenges, so as, uh, only as a female or as a minority or both or, oh, well, oh you mean just as a female? Like, yeah, as both. Um, did you ever find any hardships being a female in the popping scene? You know, no, uh, I want to say, and it, this is going to sound really, and it was unfair because, okay, it's, it's really, I got to start in the most simple way possible to explain it. When I first got into the scene, 
I didn't even know it was a scene, you know, like it, I just, when I got into dance, I was at parties and things. It was fun. You know, I was doing it cause it was fun and I thought it was dope and people were teaching me and I was learning and I didn't even know there were battles or people were making money off this kind of thing or traveling for it. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. And I love music and I love to move and those things all happened. And I had good friends. I mean, I made good friends that were dope dancers and that's just what we did. And I don't know, maybe a part of me liked it because I felt it was different, that I felt like I was doing something that not everyone was into, you know, something about it. I don't know. And I don't know. I just, I guess I really never noticed if there were females or not, because when I got into it, it was at parties and things. So there's a lot of other people there just hanging out, you know? So there are females around. It's just, they're not dancing. And if they were, they're, you know, house dancing or doing other things. And, um, so I guess I didn't really notice until I started going to events and uh, when the, you know, the, I started learning about competitions and battles and then, you know, I was like, oh man, like there's, that's when I noticed, mm-hmm. I think that there weren't a lot of females around. And, mm-hmm. uh, and as I started to learn more about the dance and bring who I am out in it, um, then you start looking for ins- more inspiration. And I guess that's when I also started to notice, cause I'm looking at all of these, all these people and I'm just like, man, like. I'm, I'm looking, I felt like I was looking for something, you know, um, and, uh, and then when I seen Pringles, I was like, oh, you know, that's what I'm looking for, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I just started to notice even more, oh, man, there's just really not a lot of us are there, you know, and then the ones that are, we all know each other, mm-hmm. um, and at the time, um, I felt, I felt like, this is going to sound really unfair, but I felt because I was a female, I felt people were like, oh, I want to teach you. I want to show you. There's not a lot of you around. So I actually felt like a lot of support probably because I was female, which at times would be a little frustrating because I also wanted to be treated equally, which means like I, I didn't want people to give me like easy props, you know, or like, oh, yay, like clap anymore just because I did good in a circle, but I know it wasn't that good <laughs> or like to be honest with me or not just, you know, um, I didn't want to hear comments like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, good for a girl or things like that. Um, so, you know, little phrases and things like that would bother me. Um, if somebody mentioned something about what I was wearing, I remember one time, um, I remember a couple times, you know, like uh, I got a comment one time uh, and they're just like, oh, yeah, aren't you? Because I used to love wearing, well, I, I do, I still do. I, I love all kinds of clothing, you know, different types. Sometimes I wear bagging clothing. Sometimes I wear dresses. Sometimes I wear tight jeans, whatever I'm feeling, right? Mm. And, but when I first began dancing or getting into popping, uh, I used to like wearing like tighter shirts, like shorter shirts and tighter pants and things like that. And uh, I was at B-Boy Summit actually, and I was in a circle and some guy was like, oh, aren't you like uncomfortable wearing that? And he's like, don't you feel like, like it's uncomfortable? Like, or, and I don't, I forget exactly what he said, but, and it, you know, it was probably my own insecurities too. And being really young, you know, um, cause at this time I'm building my confidence, my self-confidence. So I'm like, oh, I started to pay attention to what I was wearing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, maybe I should, I started looking around at people and I'm like, oh, people are wearing like, like baggier clothes and the, you know, the you know, bigger t-shirts and maybe I should, maybe I'm not dressed right. <laughs> so, so I started wearing more things like that. And, um, 
you know, like then like I got out of it because then I was like, you know what, like I'm just going to do what's right for me. So I just, from out of that, I kept what I liked from that, you know, and I love hip hop, you know, I actually love like Aaliyah and I love like the little short shirt and the baggy pants look, you know, I don't, I don't think of it as female or masculine. I think it's just dope, you know? So mm -hmm. I was like, man, like, I really love that. I'm going to do that, you know? So I started to go a little bit more that route. And then with the, with the clothing and, you know, keep longer shirts. Cause at the time, like I said, I was younger. I had more insecurities with my body. Um, I'm a thin girl. So when I was that young, I was a little bit ashamed of my arms. So I would never want to pop without a jacket. I had to have a jacket or a long sleeve flannel. Cause I also felt, I thought it made the dance look better. <laughs> and um, so, you know, then that happened. And then uh, through that, I just grew out of it. And then I just, um, the more I learned from people uh, and just ways of thinking and thought and just even going through life and growth as a, as a human, I just started to get more confident in myself. And just at some point I was just like, F it, I'm gonna wear what I want and it's gonna look good no matter what. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right all that went out the window as far as like how I look and what I'm wearing and how my hair is like how tight my pants are how not tight they are just you just as a woman I felt like these things just were even more magnified especially when I got more into the industry side of things and going into um because you know as a popper then you know I'm wearing like a mixture of baggy clothing and I, I had this confusion of like I don't know I'm going for this audition what do I wear do they want me to show more of my body am I not sexy enough I mean, I started to go through that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I grew through that as well to just say, you know what, like, that's a whole nother world in itself. Like uh, anybody, anybody out there who, if you don't know anything about that world, that's the kind of world where you definitely got to have thick skin because it's not really so much people get upset because they're like, oh man, maybe I'm not pretty enough or I'm not this enough, enough and I'm not this enough, enough, enough it's not really about that. They just have what they're looking for. And if you're not what fits what they're looking for, then you're just not going to get the audition, but it has never take any of that personally. So I feel like going through the industry part of things really built a thicker skin for myself. Mm -hmm. And I started to take a lot less uh, personally and um, also allow things to enter my world and make me question who I am, you know? Um, but at the same time, remain open to be like, oh, to change or things I might like. So there's a lot, there's a dance with that. Um, challenges with also, um, I don't want, I want to say also with just, because I, I feel like I came from a street environment, but my grandparents raised me in a really uh, safe and very uh, positive environment. So there's a lot of things that I was around when I was a child that, and saw, but not because I was in it or in that situation. And my grandparents allowed me to see those things or be around those things as I got older in small increments so that, you know, I, I wouldn't be so naive with the world, you know? And I felt like um, once I got older, I started to, the more I started to immerse myself because this is street dance, you know, we're in street culture, you're gonna be out there and this is life, part of life, and especially in LA and certain areas. And it's, it's there's a lot of things that I was like, oh, wow, like they weren't new to me, but they were definitely some things where I started to be around more of that I wasn't around so much maybe when I was younger. Like maybe you're around that person who's going to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or mm -hmm. like say this or that. Um, and for me, like because I was, I, I grew up, my grandparents tried, my grandma specifically, my Nana did her best to um, raise me with street smarts, you know? Uh, 
So uh, I have my way of combating these things. So for me, I don't want to say that these were struggles I had growing up in the scene. These were things that I was prepared for since I was younger to deal with. And it's just, I felt like um, no one likes to go through these things. They're not, I don't condone um, men making comments about how you look or uh, making advances towards you or anything like that, that are unwanted or anything like that. Uh, there's a lot of stories I have heard my friends go through that I won't speak on because they're not my stories. But um, like I said, I was very lucky to be around people who were supportive of me. Um, and whenever I went to houses and things like that with these older gentlemen at the time, because they're OGs and I'm super young in my early 20s, I was with my friends, you know, so. Um, and the few times that I did go out, uh, they were with people I trusted and then and you know, I probably should have had another friend there, but I got lucky and they, they were always took care of me, you know, but definitely some instances where I look back and I'm like, man, I really did that, <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, we're hanging out in parking lots, we're going to like, you know, areas we probably shouldn't be, especially with raids and things like that, but even outside of that, like just going to go learn from people and going to areas you're not from and right. things like that, different times of the, you know, week and night, you know, I, I was always with friends. Um, so I, I, I was protected, but Hey, it's not so much the case with a lot of people. So, um, so yeah, there's, uh, there, I want to say there are some struggles out there, but I was very fortunate not to, um, to really go through any that were traumatizing. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It sounds like you had a good experience and you're safe and it sounds fun. Um, as oh, but I, I definitely, I'm definitely not trying to definitely sugarcoat everything saying, yeah, like nothing bad happened to me. Like, no, definitely like I've, you know, even going through raids, you know, like, you know, hey, you go through a crowd, you know, someone, you know, touches you without being invited or me um, going out to like, you know, going out to an event or something, getting hit on, you know, like definitely these things happened, you know, definitely people, you know, uh, comments about, you know, like I said, what I was wearing, you know, uh, uh, unexpected comments out of nowhere, you know, these definitely those, that's the level of things that I experienced, which um, I'm grateful it wasn't any worse than that. But, um, but definitely um, uh, there is, if anything of a struggle, I would say maybe there were times where I felt, um, and this is something that my, me and my friend um, Pringles had talked about when I first met her, you know, where we felt like sometimes at that time, because there wasn't a whole lot of us um, in the public eye like that in battles and things, um, the ones that were, a lot of people would unknowingly, I don't know, they, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe they did know, but a lot of times we would be kind of like, oh, what would happen if this girl battled that girl? Or what would happen if Pandora battled Pringles or, oh, you know, and, it, and that's cool. But like, I also wanted the, the what ifs about what happened if like Pringles battled, I don't know, Salah or like what happened if like, what would happen, you know, I mean, what, what about comparisons to all these other people? So when I was younger, that was something that, um, that I was like, I would struggle with personally. I don't anymore, you know, as now, as I get older, a lot of things don't bother me at all. <laughs> but when I was younger, I definitely was like, man, like, what if we just like, cause sometimes it wouldn't just be about dance. Sometimes it would be like, oh, like, you know, jealousy or something. And it's like, man, like, so, when I first met Pringles, you know, we both had this conversation. We thought we would laughed about it and we thought how that was really funny, actually. 
that people would do that. And we're like, yeah. And we laughed at each other, you know, and told each other stories. And I was telling her how for the longest time I was practicing because I knew like at some point someone, you know, might put me up to battle or something. And so I was practicing my strobing. <laughs> you know, I admired her. I looked up to her, you know, so we'd laugh about these things and we became good friends. And since then, you know, I've always made it a point to, um, it's not that you got to be friends with everybody, but just be in good um, support, you know, other women out there, yes. you know, uh, and you can still be in competition with people from a, from a event point of view, you can still compete against someone and you don't have to dislike them to mm -hmm. compete. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be, if you're get, get, get first place, you don't have to be jealous or dislike or feel like or you don't get first place. It doesn't mean like the person, if she happens to be female that did get first place, doesn't mean that they're better than you or that you're not good enough or, you know, there's all these things that get, you know, we feed into our minds. Um, someone else might feed into our mind or maybe they don't mean to. And then we turn it into that. I mean, there's so many ways that these things can happen. And um, it's unfortunate because as we just spoke of, there weren't at this time in my life, a lot of us. So I was, um, uh, also very fortunate enough to run into um, very uh, progressive minded people that were all about that too. And like Kringle meeting her and then us starting Venus Fly and then foreign exchange, all us women getting together to do that. I was very fortunate to be around people who thought the same, you know, and um, I try to keep that with me to this day that it's important to uplift each other, you know, not be in competition with each other like that because it's unnecessary, you know, there's enough for everyone in this world and we're all different. We all shine in our own way. Right. Beautiful. How did you cope with like um, when people would hit on you and you didn't want it, or if people like you know the the minor things, struggles that you had as a female, like in the popping scene, or if people would talk about your outfit rather than your dancing? Like how how did you deal with that and stuff? Well, let's see. This is a long time ago when I was younger. It's an, that's an interesting time because when I got into the scene, I wasn't in my young teens, you know, I wasn't like a teenager. I mean, I started going out to parties and things and having an adult, a lot of uh, adult nightlife fun party experiences when I was very young, but um, being around the scene, uh, whenever that would happen, because I just experienced so much of like, you know, a lot of life in general before that, it was just like, oh man, like this is happening. And then I just dealt with it. Um, I mean, there's a, a, a couple times that, you know, would piss me off, you know, uh, sorry, I mean to curse. <laughs> there are a couple of times that, um, you know, that I would feel a little weird or, or get upset. But, uh, you know, at that, at that time, the way, I was brought up in the dance, you know, I was, I brought, I was brought up with people that had very thick skin, you know, and I, I was just like, man, like, I just, for me, as it was something that was, if I didn't like that, I'm going to leave, or I'm going to tell that person to leave. Mm. And that's basically how I handled it. <laughs> and then the people that were around me, uh, either like offered to get involved or like on their own did or didn't, you know? So I had a good support system. And then also for me, I had a, like I said, I had a upbringing that prepared me to either something makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, you deal with it, you know, right then and there, you 
you even but you feel how you're going to feel you know I definitely felt how I felt being younger and sometimes I didn't know how to feel some things confused me for sure because I'm young and growing I was in my early 20s not that young not teenager but definitely like I want to say around 19 20 21 you know being around all this um I also looked a lot younger than my age too uh, at that time um I I want to say I looked like I was like 15 when I was 20, you know, and uh, so a lot of times when I would meet these older men and older people in the scene, uh, you know, then basically the way they would talk to me was like, I was like, a, you know, 13 year old, like, a, like a kid, you know, basically. So I guess I kind of, um, and I used to wear my hair too in braids, you know, when I was younger and like a, I had braces, you know, so <laughs> there's things about me that like, you know, I'm thin as a toothpick. I mean, there's like, I I, um, I got the like kind of the kid treatment I guess also besides the the female like oh she's a female but like a, a kid treatment so I didn't run into anybody that like was trying to hit on me so much when I was around that age <laughs> and it really didn't happen until like I started getting more around this into the scene and getting more popular you know um, and more from people around my age um, mm -hmm. so and then for when that happened that didn't creep me out so much because they're around people my age you know it's just if I'm interested or not, that's another thing. <laughs> but most of the time I'm not, but that's, uh, you know, it, the, the only, that just became annoying <laughs> because it was like, you know, sometimes like, you know, I didn't want it, uh, you know, the conversation to go about, go to my looks, you know, or be about that, you know, and then, or like, you know, uh, a conversation that would seem like, you know, regular conversation to turn into, oh, this person is just trying to hit on me, you know, like, so sometimes that would happen a lot, but uh, I had been warned, you know, that uh, from people who are older than me, that things like that would happen um, in the scene, especially the more you get out there and the more popular you get, you know, people become fans, you know, they like you and, um, you know, kind of like a singer, you know, or like a, a celebrity, you know, people uh, look up and it can get dangerous, you know, you can get stalkers, you know, I, I had someone some uh, weird stalker emailing me one time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, these things, I'm sorry to say, you know, but that you, it is, should be known that the more you put yourself out there, the more you put yourself out there. Um, and that doesn't make anything right. Let me just say that also, but definitely um, the right questions to ask and to answer for yourself is how do I handle this and to know how to handle these things, um, both personally and legally. And um, as soon as possible, you know, like, and have a good support system and things like that. I was younger. Um, so there are a lot of these things I didn't know at the time, but there also wasn't things like the internet, like how it is today, you know? So a lot of the interaction or like weirdness, I would only really experience a lot of that in person, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which it's, you know, things like that only happened when they were physically happening when I was there, you know, most of these times there's thousands or hundreds of people there. You know, so it wasn't as scary or anything like that. Um, it's just like, oh man, stay away from this person. <laughs> or, oh, I don't respect that person anymore. You know, um, or, oh, I'm not going to talk. Well, I guess that one's not going to be my teacher. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I laugh about it now when I was younger. That would, you know, kind of disappoint me, I should say. But, uh, but yeah. Um, if uh, so, a lot of these other people are experiencing today, I, I cannot, um, I can only imagine uh, how, how, what people must go through now. But during that time, I've uh, definitely had my run-ins, but 
definitely am lucky to have not experienced the worst of things. I'm happy to hear that too. Um, as a very influential woman in the scene, what do you want to see other females artists pushing on? What do you want to see the next generation do? How do you want to see them grow? Can you say that one more time? Sure. I have it written down actually. I was very curious about this. Um, you have a huge influence in popping and what do you want to see other female artists pushing on? What I want to see other female artists, female is an interesting word. I feel like when it comes to gender, one of the main things we always struggled, and when I say we, I feel like what I identify as, uh, so as a woman, I feel like when I first began, I think what I loved when I entered the scene was every woman that I did come in contact, what they pushed to me was they didn't really see gender as a factor in these competitions. And when it came to their own femininity, they felt, uh, it's not that they felt it made them special or above anyone, but they embraced it. And, uh, and they embraced it in their dance and in who they were as a person. And that inspired me a lot. It inspired me because I felt, wow, like, we, it's, it's important to say that we, everyone, we want equality. And it, that's, for me, I, I'm a big believer in that. I think it's important. We should all be in the same competitions. We should all be um, respected the same. However, like there's a lot of different things just as a human that I feel that um, it's important to connect with. And something about connecting and seeing someone that connects with the same thing you do is empowering. And uh, that goes for if you're um, if if you're transgender or if you don't identify with anything or if you're a woman or if you're a man like whatever you identify as to see another person that identifies with the same thing you do is empowering because it touches a part of ourselves personally and it helps us to connect with that in ourselves and to see how someone else does inspires it does and. For me, I feel I would like to see other females or women. Um, I don't wanna say use the word push, but I wanna say display, share is a good word. I wanna see more of them. I would like to, to let you know, anyone out there watching, to share that with the world and not to hide it away. Um, there's a lot of times in life as a human, we collect insecurities or we've had them since a kid. Sometimes new ones form uh, to replace old ones. <laughs> but you know what? And then we feel insecure about that on top of the ins insecurities. Don't feel insecure. Embrace your growth, share it with the world, share what makes you you. If you embrace your sexuality and you feel like, yeah, I'm gonna get out there in my, in my short shorts and I'm gonna do, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, let me use um, foreign exchange as an example. Um, we're all so different, you know, Miss Funk, Hero, me, Marie, Poppins, um, uh, Joe Dance. I mean, we all dressed differently. We all uh, different personalities um, and our own ideas of like, well, what we connect with, you know? And 
I feel like all of that is fine. All of it is, is woman. All of it is what makes you you. If you're a woman and it makes you feel good and that brings out a part of you that is feminine, then that is your femininity. Then that is you as a woman. And don't be afraid to share that. Don't feel like, oh man, I'm not sexy enough or, oh man, I'm too sexy. <laughs> Or, oh, like, you know, I mean, granted, like, hey, you know, maybe there's a time and place for things, you know, but I'm saying I'm talking more of like from an artist's point of view, you know, like to inspire the world as an artist, as a dancer, as a person out there, um, as a as a point of light. I feel like um, we don't take that. We take it for granted. And as I got older, I feel like as when I was younger, I wish I had if I had any type of wishes, I wish I had known that a lot sooner when I was younger. But at the same time, maybe that doesn't make any sense because how could I have known a lot of the things that I ended up knowing through human growth? I, I just didn't know a lot of things when I was younger. So mm -hmm. I feel like women, if you're young, just embrace what you have. Don't be insecure. Don't feel it's not good enough. It is what it is. Be appreciative to where you're at on your path. It, you will con you continue on, you will continue to grow. If you continue to ask questions, you will continue to find the people that will inspire you in the right direction. And for the women like me who have been in the game for a long time, continue, the same thing, continue on your path, continue to share what makes you wholesome as a woman, share that because there's gonna be not just one, but a lot of people that will connect with that. And, and that will inspire them to maybe either share the same perspective or their own perspective, a, a, a twist on it or whatever. Um, I think the most important thing is just to be you and, um, and just realize that like, you could get, like, for instance, there's, um, a lot of times we're searching for someone to help us with our femininity or to show us what it means to be sexy or feminine, but these things, they're already in you. They're already in us and it just takes the right uh, artistry or experience or even song or, you know, person to bring that out of us. So I would say, just, just don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself down, continue on, continue going and push confidence. Self-confidence is, is, is the main thing will make everything come together. You could be the most best dancer in the world, but if you don't have self-confidence in yourself and just confidence in general, um, it's just, it just, you could fall to pieces like so easily and allow other people to pick you apart. And for me, and um, that's a part of having thick skin and is just having the confidence and the grit and the endurance um, just to, to stay yourself, to be comfortable with still learning, but at the same time, be able to step up and hold your chin up and be like, you know what, this is me no matter what. And this is where I'm at in this point in time and what. <laughs> That's what hip hop taught me too, you know, even my current crew, Style Elements, I mean, which uh, Poppins ended up becoming a part of. She's my crewmate also in this crew. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm part of a crew that has a long legacy and in, uh, in, uh, in that also uh, confidence, uh, embracing who you are, as uh, my partner quality says, you know, there's, um, you put each and each one of us behind a curtain and we danced, you'd know who we were, you know? So I feel like, a, a, man, I've said so much already, but just to summarize it, be confident, love yourself, 
at every step of the way never stops and love everyone else. And we're all here in this world together. Um, we all have different struggles. Um, we, some worse than others, some a lot worse than others, some we can relate to and some we will never be able to relate to. Um, however, you're not alone. We are not alone and the world can continue to change. We can continue to change. Things can continue to get better. Just never ever stop. Wow, thank you. For someone that has had such a long lasting artistic career, what do you feel it takes to have longevity in this? Well, aside, I feel um, having your, your mental health in a certain place, definitely mm -hmm. as you get older um, is important because a lot of things, we feel like when we get to be an adult, that means we figured everything out. That's what I used to think when I was younger, but not so. <laughs> We're something that you figure out, definitely. It does get better in a lot of different areas. However, life is life, you know? Um, it can take all types of twists and turns and it should because it's, it's like a river, you know? It's gonna keep, it's gonna keep going everywhere. And uh, we've gotta be resilient. We've gotta be flexible. Um, I would say um, it's important to stay flexible. You know, you'd be able to bend and when something does this to you, you're able to kind of form with it. You know what I mean? Um, and that doesn't mean lock away your emotion, but definitely feel what you feel, but definitely keep moving, you know, definitely make those decisions, keep making those decisions. Sometimes we don't know the answer until we take a step. We could sit there all day long and be like, what if I did this? What if I did that? And we could take a week to a year and then nothing happens. <laughs> so definitely you've got make, don't be afraid to to make the decisions that you need to um, and don't be afraid, um, don't pigeonhole yourself like, oh, if I do this, I can't do anything else. Trust me, when you're young, you have the opportunity to make a mistake and start all over again. <laughs> so don't be afraid to like, to, to go for it. You know what I mean? Because time is of the essence. And as you get older, you, you, you have less time. So the younger you are, take advantage of your time when you get older, take advantage of your time. <laughs> you gotta still take advantage of your time every minute even, you know what I mean? Uh, and like for me, like I'm only busier, the older I get, the more opportunities and more um, projects I take on that, you know, for longevity in the dance, you know, to maintain my skills, you know, I gotta fit in workout time, I gotta fit in practice time. Um, like my teacher Tavo said, you know, one of my teachers, you've, you, even if it's five minutes, you know, bust a little something, you know, uh, you know, I might do a little, little tut in between. Hey, if there's no music, guess what? There's no music at that moment, <laughs> you know, but I'll, maybe I'll film it real quick, you know, look at it later. I mean, um, ev everything counts, you know, uh, you, you just, you just got to sometimes calm yourself down so you can be able to handle it all happening at one time because life has a lot of moving parts. Um, longevity, I want to say uh, also taking care of yourself healthy, being healthy, being physical. And I may not be the healthiest eater, I will admit it, but I, I work out. I definitely, um, I've experienced from being a performer and using my arms a lot, um, a rotator cuff injury once. And ever since then, <laughs> I've been even more hardcore with physical therapy and like doing small stretches and workouts that work out these parts of my body so that I don't, um, the parts that I use most so I can main, keep them maintained. Um, mm -hmm. 
So definitely work out, you know, try to eat healthy as you can. Um, you may not have all the money or the resources or the time to get the things that you need, but don't let that hold you back. Do what you can. Um, and later it will accumulate. You know, if you don't know how to try one thing, try one thing, you know, uh, and then don't pressure yourself. Start learning slowly, take baby steps. And then one day it's like dance, you know, you start with one thing, you start with the foundational thing. And then the more you learn all of a sudden one day or how much work you put into it, you're, you're amazing. You know, I mean, it, it didn't happen overnight. Nothing does all, everything comes, everything good is going to come with some, not just, I don't want to say hard work, but continuous work consistency. So mm -hmm. definitely take care of yourself, take care of your mind, take care of um, your time, your, your body, uh, be consistent, never stop, uh, but know when to take breaks, know when to have some fun, you know, laugh, laugh a lot, <laughs> get your memes on. Um, what else? Art, never give up on looking at art. Um, when you get older, sometimes we take life really seriously, but we get these, I guess, of the writer's block for, for dancers and creatives. And hey, read a book, read fiction. You know, don't always look, you know, news is important, but also, you know, like, if you like to read, read a, read a, fict a science fiction book, I don't know, watch a Marvel movie, watch, uh, or go watch like a fantasy movie, go um, look at a painting, go to a gallery, you know, change circles, talk to some people that have nothing to do with what you do, get a new perspective, you know, write, keep a journal, I keep a journal, you know, that's where I write, you know, if I feel a certain time away, I, when I was in junior high, my teacher taught us freestyle writing where you just open up a book and you don't think, you just write and you just let it all come out. You don't worry if it even sounds grammatically correct. And for me, that was one of the coolest things uh, that I learned, you know, because just it's like freestyling. You, to be able to just be comfortable with just getting out there and being comfortable with what is, you have to just get out there with what you have. So I look at life a lot the same way, you know, and um, for me, backtrack your mind, your body, your soul, my spirituality, my culture, you know, my family, but also, hey, the hard realities of life as you get older, work out, eat healthier, be happy, smile, um, but also take advantage of your time, um, choose wisely, and yeah, can't say it enough, have a good support system. I have a wonderful fiance. Um, and a wonderful crew and uh, friends, you know, and family. So I'm very blessed and thankful for that. That's awesome. What projects do you have coming up or is there anything you're working on right now? Um, so I, I have a couple things that I'm, uh, I'm the type of person where I try not to speak on some things if they are not um, at the point of being released. So there's definitely some things that uh, I am working on that are new, you know, at this point in my life, I'm 39, I'll be 40 in July. So I've done a lot at this point, traveled a lot, you know, done a lot of great performances, worked for a lot of great companies and people and celebrities and people and, you know, won my fair share of competitions. Um, I mean, I feel like I've done a lot and I'm not done yet. And there's a lot more that I want to expand upon. Um, and in terms of more uh, theater, theatrical work, um, but more from my company point of view, uh, Little Box of Hope is my company with my fiance, we're uh, both co-owners of, and um, uh, also uh, I'm doing more work, more community leading uh, and organization, 
in terms of not just within the dance and my partner, but also uh, with uh, my family and also with my culture, my own culture, um, getting more involved with the native community here, uh, not just in Vegas, but also uh, Oklahoma and just in general, you know, across uh, America. Um, so this is a very, uh, this is a newer thing for me um, because it's outside of the dance scene. So. Uh, however, they are there are dancers, you know, the native powwow scene and things like that. So there are, uh, but uh, that's also something that uh, you you will see more of. Uh, so more theater, more uh, community leading. Of course, I'm going to continue to teach workshops and things like that. Um, uh, however, yeah, like, like I said, there's a couple projects that I just uh, um, not ready to speak on yet. But trust me, I'm. Wait to see what I do the next half of my life, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where could people reach you? You can reach me, follow any of my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Pandora Marie, uh, YouTube. Um, I would say it's a, please follow me on YouTube, Pandora Marie, and also Instagram. I am Pandora Marie at I am Pandora Marie. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, find me under the same, uh, Twitter, Pandora Marie. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, aside from all this, I'm also very, very uh, involved with, with all uh, my media presence. So uh, you definitely connect with me there and follow me at those places. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was a pleasure having you. I've looked up to you when I first got into popping so much. So this is a huge and uh, I super appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, I really wanted to do this. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. And like, you know, uh, I just want to also add since it's, this is a funk and focus thing, you know, big shout out to, to Future, you know, the, also, thank you for having me. Um, as uh, people may not know, but I've known Future for many years. And when I was a lot younger, when I first seen him around coming around LA and stuff like that, I was like, man, who is this kid? Dope. And then uh, we ended up battling together at, um, I want to, I don't remember the name of the um, event. I'm sure um, he probably does. It was a two on two. We made it to the finals and things like that. And um, yeah, like, a, so this is actually really cool for me too, to, to be a part of this with you guys. and. Um, also, thank you for for all the love. I appreciate it. This is a it's another reason why I do what I do, you know. And that's why I tell everyone, you know, you got to share what you we need to share with the world and and pass on that inspo so that you know you can go forward and pass that on to to others. And you know, this the whole thing can keep going. You know, it's a legacy. You got to leave a legacy. Mm -hmm.